You're listening to Apon Plays on the Allports Open Network. The Allports Open Network is home to more than a dozen podcasts that cover video games, relationships, audio dramas, and actual play podcasts like this one. If you'd like to support us and get commercial-free episodes of this show, as well as other Patreon benefits like early access to webcomics and newsletters, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash allportsopen. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Halcyon City, the greatest metropolis the world has ever known. Home to its mightiest heroes, but not every hero has been refined by the forge of time. Every generation must rise to the challenges of their age. Today, a new generation faces those trials. Titan, Soul, White Knight, Muse, Halcyon City's newest heroes must come together. Before it's too late, will they bond into a team of the future, or will they be defeated by a two-ton gorilla? Find out in Masks, The Forge of Fortitude, Issue 1, The Licentious Lynx Liberation. Our panel opens with an opening panel of Hassion City, sprawling from one end of the opening panel to the other with Shark Bay on one side and nothing but sprawling metropolis as far as the eye can see in every other direction. It is a beautiful sunny day in Halcyon City. There is at least a few superheroes flying over top of it in this opening shot and we see Guardian Tower with sunlight glistening off of its windows as it reaches up in the sky towards the sun and we see the city going about its daily business. There are uh, uh, police officers um, helping kids cross the street um, downtown. Uh, there is the uh, beautiful, beautiful statue of Cast Iron Man and uh, the Haunt and Golden Girl and Flying Freedom, the first heroes of this incredible city, um, right in the center of town as cars and taxis are are pulsing around the heart of this uh, incredible city. We see the garden district of this city with its um, shady avenues and uh, its people strolling, families out for a Sunday walk. And we see the a, another panel with the huge, beautiful blue archway uh, that says Halcyon City Zoo. Uh, with um, a dad pulling the uh, in this in this frame, we see uh, going into the archway a father holding the hand of his of his daughter, um, her hair in pigtails, and two pink balloons bouncing off of her uh, tied to her backpack as they excitedly go into uh, the zoo on this on this beautiful sunny. Sunday afternoon, not a cloud in the sky. And then we see a couple of frames of families enjoying themselves, kids um, petting sheep in the petting zoo and laughing at gorillas at play. There's even a shot of the shady trees that are in the zoo. Um, with squirrels sort of bouncing from limb to limb. And then there's another frame that shows this incredibly gorgeous, they call it the Conservation Tower. It's sort of a, an homage to um, studying the way in which heroes and non-heroes alike can live in balance with all of nature that sort of rises up in the very center of the zoo. Um, and then we see that same uh, father and his daughter in another panel, and they are standing in front of 
the uh, uh, the lion cage. Although in Halcyon City Zoo, this is not like any zoo anyone's you've ever been to, because instead of like instead of instead of cages or glass, or instead of um, maybe like you see in some for some cats cat exhibits, you might see like a big gulf between uh, the people who are viewing them and the animal itself. Here at Halcyon City Zoo, it's as if all of the people are right in the same environment as the animals because they use these invisible laser technology uh, to keep the animals in their safe area and the people who are visiting the zoo in their safe area. And so the little girl is laughing and looking at the lion in the lion's cage and everything is fun and great. Except for in the next panel, we see that same little girl Tum- take a tumble and spill into what should be the sa- the safe area of the of the lions exhibit. It should be the area where the where the lion is safe, where the lion lives. Um, and she tumbles over where there should be one of these invisible guardrails uh, to keep her safe. Um, and the there is a growling, snarling lion looking at her. You all have have been told, alerted, to danger at the Halcyon City Zoo because one of the villains that was released from Shark Bay Prison the day that you first came together in your first ever mission, the day that Mr. Mayhem attacked the prison and many of the villains escaped, that day you succeeded in, ca- in you sorry you succeeded in defeating Mr. Mayhem, but he escaped and is somewhere at large in the city. But you defeated him on that day, caught several of the villains to return to custody, but many of them escaped. And over the last uh, several months, you have been working together as a team uh, to try to recapture so many of these villains and to bring them back into uh, Shark Bay Prison, uh, where they are kept under under super-powered lock and key by the greatest, smartest minds and the best psychologists and psychotherapists uh, for supervillains that Halcyon City and Aegis, the super-powered government agency, have to offer. You were alerted that one of these at-large villains, known as the Shaggy Lynx, has been sighted at the Halcyon City Zoo. Uh, And... And you can only imagine from past encounters with the Shaggy Legs that he must be there to free the animals from their cages and liberate them to a life of freedom, uh, which is what the Shaggy Legs want to do. And so you all are about to enter the scene to find the Shaggy Lynx and uh, try to to bring him back in uh, to recapture him. So I'm going to give each one of you a chance to tell me how you enter the scene uh, one by one. What we see is a feline, you might call him a man. Um, he's humanoid-ish, but he's as feline as he is humanoid. Um, very hairy and shaggy, um, spotted skin, uh, spotted fur, um, whiskers. He's a cat. He's a cat person. Okay, he's a cat person. He's got a really corny cape for some reason too, and he's got like paws for hands, and he's he's really um, pretty much as much cat as he is person. With him being a cat person, like, uh huh. Like, are we yep. talking like cat heat? Cat per cat person from like I don't know <laughs> He Man or something or like oh, yeah. are we fighting cats? <laughs> like well I 
think the answer is going to end up being both. This is a cat person like He-Man. If it's the cat's movie, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh there, there will be much. There will be much more violence. <laughs> oh, I see what you're asking me. No, it's 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 like He-Man. You know, you see the the musculature. Like he's a very muscular, um, very '80s tastic. Uh, so Thundercats. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, thank God. I thought it was Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm gonna go... I'm going to start with Soul. Soul, how do you enter the scene? Well, she can't really um, go in undercover. Um, yeah. Due to the fact that her skin is glowing extremely bright. So I think she's just going to, like immediately walk in and kind of like chase after the shaggy links okay like there's everyone knows who she is there's no hiding it mm-hmm. so tell me tell me what she looks like when she like enters into the zoo yeah um so she, and give us a physical description of her please oh my gosh sorry i just saw the picture wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so- <laughs> oh no. Oh it's no. A, it's honestly, it's it's not that far off from that, honestly. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rum tum tugger. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so what do we see? What, what do we see in the first panel with Soul? Um, she, it's basically, the first panel is just going to be like this really, really bright light of like golden light, like she, like the sun pretty much. And so she, um, as like, like pretty much as she enters, like everyone kind of has to like cover their eyes. And then as their eyes adjust, um, you're able to see like, um, this, uh, 19 year old girl, um, like with long black hair. Um, and she has, a a halo crown that looks like um, like rays of sun and just like this like flowing gold outfit. It's actually pretty dramatic. She's she's like the literally the brightest thing that anyone's ever seen, not counting the sun. And she's just kind of like walking straight forward and following the shaggy links without stopping. Great. Uh, in our next panel, we see Muse enter uh, the scene. How does Muse... What what is our first panel with Muse in it look like? Muse, a small um, Asian uh, girl. You swear she couldn't be any more than sixteen years old, though in reality she is a little older. Uh, bright pink bob haircut, uh, dark eyes. She's wearing a long sweater dress uh, that goes down to her knees mm-hmm. and has high boots up above there. A hood on that sweater dress as well that kind of masks her face a little bit and uh, as she takes that off and see she literally rips the sweater dress off and underneath something a little bit more scantily clad kind of like a uh, uh, like a long high high thigh swimsuit kind of thing but it's it's very uh, dark it's black um, and with arm coverings that go down and have the thumb ring around them with open hands and uh, down to uh, shoes instead of the boots that uh, change as well down to some uh, athletic shoes comes in and um, does the uh, hand 
where she puts her finger and thumb together to make a square and looks through it with her left eye okay. at, uh, at the Shaggy Lynx. Okay. Um, so when we see the White Knight, is it the White Knight or just White Knight? Um, it's just White Knight. Yeah. How does White Knight enter the scene? What do we see in the first panel with White Knight? In his first panel, as the brightness from Soul's interest casts ever everything becomes so white and bright because of how objects work they also all cast very deep and dark shadows and from the shadow of the little girl who has just fallen into the lion's pit a sharp-jawed red-haired 17-year-old guy almost as if he's like swimming through the surface of water emerges to catch her and as it's a warm day he's wearing a short-sleeved black hoodie black jeans combat boot and emblazoned on the hoodie is a chess piece of a white knight nice that's awesome uh and when our superhero team leader enters the scene in the first frame with titan what do we see how does titan enter the scene uh Titan comes in running and from a flanking position, uh, seeing, knowing that his other comrades have, will approach from the front to close off any potential way to, for the Shaggy Lynx to run away. He um, He's kind of clad in like a, a dark gray and blue protective gear. And as he approaches, he kind of tries to uh, crouch down and hide a little bit behind the, the barrier. To kind of remain unseen, to um, to where they don't think that where the Shaggy Links won't expect to be surrounded, and then he'll he'll hop on comms. Oh, what do you say on comms? Everyone in position. Soul, Muse. Um, I'm just going for it. You're not even gonna respond in comms. Um. Oh no, I will respond and say I'm just going. I'm just gonna like, <laughs> okay. run up. Yeah, I'm like I'm just <laughs> going for it. Like I'm already. <laughs> I would say if, if she, like, I'm about to release a, the biggest sigh over comms. Ready to engage, Titan. White Knight. Civilians secured. Their safety will be maintained. Get ready to engage, guys. You guys hear a familiar voice over the comm also. A chime in from, from far away over your comm. It's the voice of Panthalassa the Sea Sovereign, who has kind of taken, ever since you attacked... Sorry, not attacked. Saved. Uh, <laughs> attacked. Saved. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Right. Shark Bay Prison. Uh, she has sort of taken you under under her wing and guided you towards where she would like to see you go, uh, especially in terms of rounding up these supervillains and bringing them back into justice. Uh, but you hear this familiar voice of Panthalassa over your comm say, uh, say remember this time less collateral damage and we can't be too late or you're all gonna miss burnout ceremony so we gotta do this one quick all right okay <laughs> okay so the the lion is sort of like as you guys enter the scene we see a shot again we see another frame with the lion sort of growling right over top of the like face of this little girl this like this like six-year-old girl um and terror on the terror on her face as she looks up at this lion um since she has fallen sort of into the lion's cage so to speak uh what do you do 
Uh, considering I entered through the little girl's shadow. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I am going to, like, pull her against me. So as, and you'll see that our silhouette is just mine. And I'm going to fall us back through my shadow to mm. portal to outside of the lion's cage. That's amazing. Would that would that be out behind where I'm at? Uh, it can be, yeah. So sort of into that flanking position that Titan was taking. Yeah, I'll go th into my own silk into my basically mm -hmm. fall through my own shadow, and more or less like fall out of his. So have you ever pulled anyone else into your shadow to transport them this way before? Yes, I would say that this is probably the most common use of his power. Okay. All right, then you uh, fall through the shadow with her, and she, like, lets out this, like, tremendous sigh of relief. You know, the li we see, like, the lion, like, swipe <laughs> right as you vanish, uh, and you uh, sort of appear, I guess, next to, uh, near where, um, where Titan has taken up his flanking position. Muse would like to run up to uh, the Shaggy Lynx, and punch it in the face. So between that and Soul going right for it, um, it sounds like um, you guys are probably entering battle against a dangerous <laughs> foe as a team. Can I assume that sounds that sounds oh, yeah. appropriate, right? Great. Awesome. So what we're going to do when that triggers is we're going to add two to your team pool that you guys can use to like help each other out during during and anything else that your powers happen to let your your playbooks happen to let you spend team pool for, um, which would give the, you guys um, right now at least three team in your team pool. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, so right now your leader, the leader of the group is Titan. Uh, Titan, do you have influence over every teammate? Um, in the team? I do not. Okay. Uh, do you all think you have the same purpose in the fight? I don't. Yes. Maybe. You don't. You, okay, so Muse explicitly yes. has a different purpose. I have a, it doesn't mean I have a, don't have a common one, but I have a different one as well. But no, but you know, I think I'll interpret this as if everyone has the same purpose. So as long as you also have the same purpose as them. And what would Titan say the main purpose of this fight is? how Titan would feel that the main purpose of this fight would be would be to contain and capture. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to add a team to the pool then for that, and that's four team in your pool. Does any member of the team mistrust the team leader or the team right now? I don't. No. I don't believe so. I don't... Uh, yeah, the same. I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't mistrust, but not... I don't genuinely like, generally like... There's, the leader. Okay. Uh, there's weariness. Yeah, right. But Yes. Okay, not explicit mistrust. We'll, we'll, I won't take any <laughs> I won't take any team away from that. But and also I'm not you guys are definitely not ill prepared or off balance right now. You came into this expecting to handle the shaggy links, and this is not the first time that you have tried to apprehend the shaggy links um, in order to sort of put them back into a uh, Shark Bay prison. The last time the Shaggy Links attacked a, a science research facility where they were keeping um, animals that were being tested on and tried to free them, um, and you and he escaped, and so now you know he's attacking the zoo, um, trying to uh, free the animals. Um, so you're not you're not ill prepared. You guys are ready for this one, and so you guys have four team in your pool. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Shaggy Links um, 
is uh, sees that you all are there and lets out a feline laugh, like rears back his head and lets out an awful sort of cat laugh to the sky and says, uh, um, and says something like, uh, you'll never stop me because the, you can't, you're not a match for the animal kingdom children. Come and play. And then um, and you notice that uh, very close by, um, it's not just this lion cage. Where, the, where you imagine this lion is probably free now to go, but it's not just the lion cage. You see that um, there's screaming crowds coming from, pouring out of the area where the gorillas were being kept, um, and you hear the sort of roar of an angry gorilla um, from the uh, from the gorilla exhibit of the zoo as well. What do you all do? Well, you were you wanted to. I I skipped over the fact that Muse wanted to try to just punch. <laughs> punch uh, the cat in the face. Is that? Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. So this is like a charging. Uh, is the panel just like a a charging punch right in his right in his face? Yes, with superhuman speed, approaching and with superhuman strength, punching. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna. That's probably. I'm gonna say that's directly engaging the threat. Um, so why don't you roll to directly engage a threat? So that's rolling plus danger. Is it possible for me to even uh, use one of my doom signs right off the bat? It's possible. Awesome. <laughs> I would like to mark my doom track to use an adult move. Okay. All right. So uh, you're playing the doomed. Um, you're going to bring your doom closer. What are you actually... So if you look at the list... Yes, I'd like to overwhelm a foe, a vulnerable okay. foe. So you're going to try to overwhelm your foe with your with your super strength. Am I getting it right? Yeah, I just want to straight knock him out in one punch. <laughs> so go ahead and roll plus danger. I got a 10 plus my danger of 2 is 12. Wow. Okay. He <laughs> can't believe you overwhelmed the vulnerable foe in the first move. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I love that this adult move only has bad things happen to you if you roll good. <laughs> Right. (laughs) No, that's not true, because it does say when it hit, the fight's over and they're done. So it's not exactly true. Go ahead and choose one. Uh, I would like to cause serious collateral damage, because that's what we were told not to do by our Uh our person. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to mark... a condition for the Shaggy Lynx. I'm gonna mark afraid for the Shaggy Lynx. Um, so this is what happens. So we see this incredible um, blur of Muse. And can you just one more time for this for this panel describe what this Muse's outfit looks like now that it has changed as she's charging at him with her fist out? Right. So it's like a a, a black basically swimsuit essentially with like you know high 80s like thigh cuts and with but with sleeves essentially down to like thumb you know thumb rings so they're the long sleeves um and no hood anymore so the the bright pink hair is like a you know a taillight streak you know in a in an anime or something you know and flies over and gives her the what for and with uh you know bright white like tennis shoes too. 
Okay, it's very clear that the Shaggy Lynx was not prepared for this blow. And his body just goes flying back through like, through crashing through like several trees um, that just snap in half as his body flies back across, across several different exhibits, like pretty far away from you, you all. And it's clear, clear that he was not prepared for it. In a moment of absolute terror and panic for the overwhelming nature of that punch, but you see something that surprises all of you because this is new. From his <laughs> from his ridiculous outfit that's in the picture of Rum Tum Tugger that we are all looking at, from somewhere inside his bodysuit leotard, he pulls out um, two silver discs and throw and he throws one of them way out towards the crowd of screaming people, which is running away from the charging gorillas. Um, and uh, a and it sort of explodes in a burst of energy, and he throws the other one right down next to him. Both of them do the same basic thing. They open. Uh, they both open up what looks like a sort of hole in space. The one next to him looks like it leads somewhere. You know, you can see like water on the other side, um, somewhere safe uh, for him to to escape to. The other one, however, is um, like sucking the, like you know, starts pulling and sucking air and um, and people towards it at an incredible speed, and uh, he uh, like licks his paw and brushes some of his hair back, and uh, with a with a terrified meow, charges through the uh the the one that he put next to him and it it uh the silver disc that he threw it sort of rattles to the ground uh and the and it closes and the shaggy lynx is gone however the next thing we see is a two is a uh, a two-page splash page of the entire scene of the zoo from above with this swirling vortex that's pulling people towards it at an incredible rate, including pieces of the trees that were broken from when the Shaggy Lynx smashed through them, uh, to the gorillas rampaging on one side and the loose lion, and the four of you sort of scattered about in different places of the zoo. And all this has happened in a mere matter of seconds. Uh, What is Sol doing? Sol, what do you do? Okay. If I'm thinking that this is a black hole, it looks um, a lot like that. And yeah. If it, okay. In that case, because my power is cosmic energy, I would like to try to close the black hole so it's no longer oh. sucking anyone in, or at least just like stop it from sucking anyone else in, or, or if anyone has been. Sucking. That is amazing. Okay, so you want to try to to use your cosmic powers to close, seal off this black hole. Okay, yes. so I actually think that's probably defending someone or something, rather than unleashing your powers. Um, so why don't you uh, why don't you roll plus savior? Oh great, that's a plus zero. <laughs> um, but that's an eleven. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. So, do you want to describe for us what does it look like when she uses her cosmic power to close this black hole? 
Um, I think that it's, uh, she, she's usually, like, just, um, used to using fire or, like, the energy of sun and stars, and so black holes are a little bit different for her, so it's kind of, like, if it is, like, truly, like, a black hole, then it kind of, like, lights up, and it almost is, like, burned away. Mm, that's awesome. And, and the people who are getting sucked towards it, um, they just sort of, I mean, some of them, they fall pretty hard. They're, they're fine. They're not, no one, you know, no one's getting, maybe, maybe some pumps and bruises, maybe, maybe like a couple of serious injuries because it was pretty intense. Um, but everyone who's being pulled towards it, um, you save as you close, as you close that black hole threat. Again, this is something like you've never seen though. Whatever this device was is totally out of character for the shaggy links from what you've seen. Um, you all hear a familiar voice again over the comm system. That's it's just uh, it, it, it's just Pantalassa again saying, uh, "Titan, what what's happening over there? What's going on?" Um, well, Shaggy Links disengaged and disappeared through a portal. Oh, are you kidding me? New? No. Uh, at least one one, if not both, of the discs are here. We can evaluate later. There's like a roar from behind you, um, and you and Titan and White Knight both see uh, the uh, that raging gorilla just like a, a panel of it just like beating its chest with its fist and like just screaming crowds around the gorilla, okay. the large uh, alpha number. male of the group. Okay, gotta go by and call. I'm doing great, by the way. <laughs> All right, what did Titan and White Knight do? Observing, observing that, oh, were we able to see where that portal kind of led? I know you said it was kind of watery in the portal hmm. that was sucking everyone in, correct? The one that, uh, that? the one that the links went through, um, you saw like mm-hmm. peaceful water on the other side, like maybe it was somewhere near near water. The one that no. the one that soul closed just looked like it was a black hole or something. It was no idea okay. where that was leading to. But did it look like there was any discernible landmarks behind the links, or just that there looked like there was maybe a dock? It could have been shark. It, it could have been the bay. It could have been uh, okay. somewhere else with like a dock or something. If there is a gorilla behind us, how far off is it? How far from you is it? Or, oh, it's not too far. I mean, yeah, I will, or Titan will look back at at the White Knight because seeing he still has the girl, correct? The little girl. Yeah, I would. She portaled with me, and it's been like what? Yeah, okay. seconds. Right, if that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, he will just like do the um, do a point to get her out of the way, and then he will turn towards the gorilla. Get within a range and then shoot like a not a trinket but like a stunning shot. Okay. From like a wrist gauntlet. Cool. All right. I'm gonna say you're probably directly engaging that threat too. You go ahead and roll danger. Roll plus danger. Okay. Plus danger. Oh boy. That is eight minus one, so seven. Okay. Uh, well, so you and the gorilla are going to uh, trade blows, but you get to pick one, uh, pick one from the directly engage a threat list. Um, it would be creating an opportunity for your allies. Cool. What is your hope there? Knowing that the white knight is going to pretty much um, go in opposite direction. Uh, soul is up in the air. No, 
Yeah, Sol's up in the air and Muse is um, kind of right below her. Titan will shout out and then on a kind of like on a jab to the ribs, get it to where the, the gorilla kind of turns and opens up a bit to where if Sol was able to send out a burst. Yes, I can do that. So what happens is that you, um, so you're shooting, you said you're shooting a, some sort of like stun gun, basically. Yeah. So you, um, yeah. you shoot your stun gun at the gorilla, um, and it definitely sort of shakes it up and it turns towards you and it, it, it's, it's focus, singular focus, um, locks right in on Titan and it charges you and just charges right at you. Um, it's swinging its arms wildly. It's at, without a doubt, leaving itself, it's leaving itself wide open to, uh, potentially getting attacked by someone else or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but it does charge directly at Titan and just like ram its fist right into Titan. Um, Please <coughs> roll um, to take a powerful blow. Oh no, six. Okay, so that's actually good. So this is <laughs> so so. Oh. Take a powerful blow works differently from the other basic moves. Take a powerful blow. Okay. You want to get a low result. Um, the more okay. conditions you add, that means you've kind of like been got a lot of bumps and bruises. A lot of stuff's been happening in the fight. Um, you're thrown off your game a lot. You're afraid. You're angry. Whatever. Um, and so you add to the roll, and the more you add to the roll, um, the, the worse the results are. So on a miss, you okay. actually stand strong. And you get to mark potential, um, which if you find that spot on your playbook, that's how you yes. all... Did somebody miss already in this? Did somebody roll lower than a seven? I don't believe so. I don't think anyone... No. So if you all roll a miss like he just did, you mark potential, and that's the way you level up eventually. But yeah, you, um, how do you think that Titan stands strong, um, and, and doesn't get hit with this powerful blow from the gorilla? Does he, uh, take the hit somehow? Does he move more quickly and dodge out of the way? Like, how does, how does that look for Titan? He will go through and, uh, like, kind of def def deflect the hit because, uh, with his time of training, with burnout and a few of the other heroes or anything like that he's had to develop his hand-to-hand -hand combat a little bit more and uh, burnout has told him to not rely as much on his gadgets but more on trying to be situational aware but so he he's uh titan deflected the blow or is trying his best to deflect the blows that come towards him instead of taking direct impact Okay, so you um, basically use this maneuver you learned trading with Burnout to sort of um, redirect the energy of the gorilla, and it just goes um, crashing past you, leaving yourself completely vulnerable. I'm curious what the what, what White Knight is doing. So White Knight, you, this little girl has just looked up with you with like awe in her eyes as you like put her down to safety um and you see like a grateful dad running over the sort of fear vanishing as off his face as he sees where his daughter has vanished to uh what do you do um considering they seem to have the gorilla handled mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i am aware that there is a lion that is also like uh -huh. on the loose yeah i am probably gonna go over and try to take care of that Okay. Uh, what exactly, do you, when you say take care of that, what exactly do you want to do? You see the lion is sort of escaping that area. It's kind of slowly moving, inking its way out of its 
out of its former pent-up zone and into the area where the screaming people are running Yeah, in I'm, panic. Since it's moving out of its zone, I'm probably going to use my control shadow ability and, like, take a, like, basically bring shadows from, like, the trees and the people and everything and kind of bring up a wall to, like, corral the lion so it's only, like like a semicircle so it has to basically go back into its pen mm-hmm. I think you do that really easily and uh, and you just sort of manipulate like we just see you manipulating the shadows to like push the uh, you know push the lion back to where it needs to be um, and, and then just sort of put up a can you put up a barrier or something like how can you keep it in its pen once it's back in that area um, the way I was thinking of it, because mm-hmm. I know zoos have like, uh, like they have like, uh, where the animals can be taken in when there's like, they mm. have to go to a vet and stuff like, you know, yeah. the, like staff access slash inside thing for the animals where they can be. Yeah, those I'd be trying to like, get it to go back into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I would just like shut the door on it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. You you push. You use your shadow ability to sort of corral this this uh, lion back into the shadow of its own pen, and then yeah, clo- slam the door shut. Um, uh, there's like a grateful zoo employee who's just like panicked, holding his head, and just like lets out this massive sigh as like helps you seal up the door um, with the lion on the other side of it. You guys again here on the comm system. Uh, the voice of of Panthalassa. Um, and she is now like she's been kind of like while this has been all this has been happening and you guys have been engaging these threats, she's been like on the comm like, someone tell me what's happening, what's going on? And then Muse, you just hear her say at some point, like, you know, you got this huge hit off on the Shaggy Links. But she's been sort of chattering on. You haven't really been paying attention to it too much, but you do hear her say, uh, like directly to Muse. Muse, I don't know how many times I told I have told you 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 have to you gotta temper those huge hits at first, or we're gonna lose the target. You can't just go in with all of your power right away. I'm sorry, sorry. Well, sorry is not gonna not gonna capture us. A villain. Sorry. The tunnels. Yeah, sold it. Great. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I did great. You were great. Oh my gosh, thank you. You know, let's stop patting ourselves on the back. Oh, hang on. After we get that gorilla in case. I can do it. I couldn't agree more. I, I heard a, a move to action from both Soul and Muse. What do you do? Um, I mean, I... Okay, quick question. Um, for uh, the Nova... Um, I have, like, my abilities, so, like, um, how do I get burns? Do I have to charge it up, like, as a move? That's a good question. I guess you can choose to, to power up your condition. I mean, sorry, to power up your, you know, power up your burn, uh, charge up your powers, basically. Um, and the way you would do that, you basically would say, you know, like, you want to... You basically would just describe that you want to charge up, and so you would roll plus conditions. You don't have any marked right now. And then on a hit, which would be a 7+, plus, you would gain 3 burn. And I could use them this turn. Yeah, you could. So you could say you want to charge up, but if you do that, I probably would yeah. say it takes like a few seconds to charge up. 
So like what I might do here is okay. say like I might say like okay I mean we might describe you charging up your your burn right building up your power and then maybe during that time I'd say like you know what is Muse doing or something just to like because uh, you know some a couple of seconds are going by as you're doing that and then we might turn back to see what you yeah. do with your burn so it's up to you whether you want to take the time to charge up right now or whether you want to do something else. Yeah, I am gonna. I am okay. Gonna do that. All right. What does it look like when oh. when Soul charges up her powers? Oh, she just somehow becomes mm-hmm. even brighter, <laughs> and like to the point where you cannot look at her at all. Um, and kind of like like there's a little bit of fire, like kind of like coming out from pretty much everywhere. Mm. <laughs> Just like, like she like looks like the sun in that moment. I got a six. So that's two burns and three conditions. You'll love to see it. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're gonna hold two burn and you're gonna mark three yep. conditions and it's your choice. It's your choice, but let us know which condition, which three conditions are you marking? Are you marking and tell us about like, I, I actually, let me give you a description of what happens, and then you tell me what conditions you're going to mark. So so you start charging this up, and as you're doing that, you're looking around at the faces of the people around you. And so what we see is this one frame, this one panel of soul charging this power, this incredible bright light, and like people like holding their holding their hands up and turning their faces away from the brightness as you are like charging up this incredible power. And then we see a panel of the terror in the eyes of the of the men, women, and children who were just having a wonderful day at the zoo at the absolute fear they have seeing what you are. Uh, and when you do that, it sort of causes you, when you see that, it causes Soul to like kind of lose control of her power a little bit and like some flame just starts shooting out of her in ways that she didn't mean to and even like one of the trees catches on fire um so what conditions are you going to mark um i was just going to say to uh soul when we both kind of said oh we'll take it uh that was going to go something like how about wiffle ball and like wink at her um <laughs> meaning like i'll throw it to you and you hit it with your powers this is something maybe we've done before. Yeah. So I was going to go like run over to it and do and like basically pick this thing up and like throw it in the air so she could hit it with her powers. Is that cool with you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. So I was going to add into what your narrative was. So like I'm picking up the grill. And I'm just about ready to, to pick it up. And you, you said the frames go over, you know, like, oh, you see the scared person, scared person. And it goes to 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 muse and muse has a little bit of a different face that she's just kind of like this little smirk of like intrigue uh with the fire kind of reflecting in her eyes uh while the other people were kind of like a little scared okay um that's that's what i was gonna very cool add in that's it yeah that's great so what do you do when you get to the gorilla i'm just gonna toss it toss it in the air playfully All right, so you're like just a, like a ball. chucking it right <laughs> like at yeah. uh right uh, straight up in the air. Why well, wait? I wait for okay. Soul. I wait for Soul to be like, yeah, I'm ready. And uh, so the gorilla goes like, there's a look of yeah. terror on the gorilla's face now. Okay. And I chuck it in the air. Do you give the signal? So, okay, I'm actually gonna use moat, um, which is I'm gonna create a barrier, but while it's in the air, so that it's like not gonna harm anyone. Um, 
so it's like as long as I have attention on it, it's mm-hmm. a barrier that like holds back threats. So I just kind mm-hmm. of want to like make a big bubble around it. That's awesome. All right, so like a sort of star bubble, uh, of a burning star bubble appears around the gorilla, which is now floating safely in the air. This is actually not particularly hard for Soul to do. It's actually a pretty... Both of what you just did is actually particular, pretty pretty easy for the two of you to do. Um, Titan, you said you had an idea for something you wanted to do. Uh, what, what is it? I'm willing to tag out of this situation because I have an idea for something else. Uh, I was going to go and grab the disc that the Shaggy Lynx went through. And see if I can actually activate it. And oh, it okay. Gorilla. Yeah. All right. So you um, pick up the disc, and it's pretty straightforward. So there is a there is a symbol on it, um, and it is uh, actually just um, the Greek letter for Omega on the disc. Um, but it has just like mm-hmm. a button in the middle that looks like you press it and that's about it it's not one of those buttons you pull it's one of those it's not one of those buttons you pull it's just one of those buttons you push <laughs> bop it. i mean Twist. you could I'm, I'm not gonna press it i'm just gonna bop it yeah i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna press the button and then fling it to where it'll be under the gorilla and if it does activate and looks to be in the same uh-huh. place it- it does. Where the shaggy links went through, Titan will shout <laughs> shout over columns. Slam dunk. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you do, Sol? Do you let it go into the portal? <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's just she's like freaking out just a little bit, like holding this gorilla, and she's just like, "Where do I put this? Where do I put this?" <laughs> and then she sees it and just kind of like, "Okay," and just drops it. Uh, the gorilla goes falling down into this uh, portal that you've opened, and you see it just sort of vanish into what should be the ground, into the other side of this portal. And then the um, portal closes up again, leaving the silver disc rattling around on the ground. Um, be ready for the disturbances of a gorilla somewhere <laughs> in the city. He just paid the last go. Oh my god. Please advise. They have holding pins for the animals. We could have gone through the portal. Yes, oh. but we don't know where Shaggy Lynx went. <laughs> I like this plan. Yeah, why don't we go through the portal? <laughs> I, I think this is a good plan. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Chives, Chives, uh, can you security cam for uh, for any uh, kind oh, of sorry. gorilla uh, activity? <laughs> uh, yeah, you hear Chives. Uh... Uh, oh, I should have prepped a Chives voice. Um, you hear? Well, of course, of course. Um, Chives, you just hear like, "Well, here we go again." Um, and then I think that this, the last, I think that the last thing in this issue is that we just see like another overhead zoo shot of the whole zoo with a flaming tree that's burning on fire there's like the destruction from all of the like carts that have been turned over that were being pulled towards the uh, black hole that had opened and closed um, and just like trash and garbage everywhere uh, you know uh, just the, the sort of the wreckage of the zoo from a broad shot uh, with the five of you sort of standing around as the final panel we see in this issue. 
Chaos and destruction abound in the wake of our hero's actions. How can they face Panthalassa after such a careless display? Will the team make it to Burnout's party? Find out next time on Masks, The Forge of Fortitude, Episode 2. This episode of Apon Plays starred Ashton Laurel as Sol, Justin Allen as Titan, Connor Castile as White Knight, Sean Delp as Muse, and Ben Wallace as the Game Master. Masks a New Generation is the award-winning tabletop role-playing game by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. This episode featured the songs Tension is Rising and Time to Move and Motivate by The Insider on the album All's Fair in Love and Wax. Apon Plays is produced by Chris Slumsky, Ben Wallace, and Joshua Wise. This episode was edited by Ben Wallace and me, Sean Delp. Hey Mel, what do they have in Charity Maine? Lobster roll. Free parking. My favorite sandwich shop, Lou's. I just keep thinking of sandwiches. I just really want a lobster roll. This is Pot of Love, and all of our Season 2 stories take place in the fictional town of Charity Maine. We hope you'll visit Charity with us. Season 2 of Pot of Love is available now. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. We're bringing you new games, new stories, and new bad jokes. Skiing. Only available at allportsopen.com, where all the best podcasts are found. That's allportsopen.com.